Hello and welcome to Fringe Binge, Daily Doses from the Edinburgh Festival. It's episode 7, and today I talk to the wonderful Welsh comedian Lloyd Langford. The weather in Edinburgh has been amazing, really incredible actually, and the sun's shining all the time, it's really hot, and I've been spending most of my day though uh, recording podcasts in dark, dingy bars and doing a show in a cave. But I just thought I'd give you a bit of an idea of what it's like up here. Lloyd's been living in Australia for the past few years, and he's come back to do a slightly shorter run here at the Edinburgh Festival, because he can. Lloyd makes me laugh so much and some of the stories in this podcast I think are some of the funniest things I've ever heard so I really hope you enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening. Right, let's, do you mind if I check your levels there, Lloyd? Thank you. Hello, hello. Oh, that's good. Is it okay? Oh yeah, yeah I mean, you're, you're getting a pro at this now. Yeah. I've seen your clips on all your <laughs> TV programs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, bloody superstar. Um, I've got some questions. Great. I've done. This is another interview that has started. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, um, I'm joined by the wonderful Lloyd Langford. Hello, Lloyd. Hello. Thank you so much for doing this. That's okay. It's a pleasure to be here. We're in the Assembly uh, Club Bar, and the main room has a transparent roof yeah. over it, and yeah. it's much like being in a greenhouse. It's weird, isn't it? It's because it's like this is a courtyard, I think, of the day, a sunken courtyard. So they went, oh, where do we put members? You know, because they need to feel that they're special. So they put a little bit of <laughs> some cling film on the top. <laughs> we put them with all of the tomatoes. All the tomatoes. <laughs> I came in here when they first put that on years ago, and everyone was just smoking in here. And I was, like, <laughs> yeah. I was a smoker at the time. I went, can you smoke in here? And they're like, yeah. I was like, well, this is perfect. It's like being indoors. And then someone from Health and Safety came in and went, yes, it is indoors. That's why. <laughs> so shut that down very after two weeks. So everyone was going, can't believe you can smoke in here. And they're like... <laughs> You, no, you really can't. That's not what the There's a, a club in uh, Melbourne in Australia called Spleen, and <laughs> the, already, yeah. there was a pool room upstairs um, that had a hole in the ceiling, and the organisers of the gig used to say that that made it technically outside. Really? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so you could smoke in there. Really? Until, obviously, like the manager of the bar came up one day and was like, what the fuck's going on? And they yeah, were like, no, no we're outside. And he was like, no, there's a big hole in the roof. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a just damage. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lloyd, I'm not seeing you for years. I haven't been around for years. I, yeah. um, I Comedy is all about timing. And uh, I went to Australia February 2020, yeah. just before COVID. Yeah. Um, and then couldn't leave. That's, yeah, that's right. Well, you started the pandemic. <laughs> I, was, I was essentially trapped in the southern hemisphere. Yeah, because you now reside there with a the family. I yeah. I the plan was my partner's Australian comedian, and um, mm. the plan w- then was to go over for six months and then to come back here and do mm. Edinburgh and all that kind of stuff. And then obviously, COVID kind of put pay to all that. So mm. yeah, I've been out there for two and a half years, and we. We just had a baby in, well, mm. October um, last year. Thank you. And so, yeah, this is my first time like back in the UK, I guess, for nearly three years. So how is your new life? So you decided then to, because uh, uh, I know that we, we, I'm sure you'll be mentioning this in the show, so I don't want to give too many, uh, any twists and turns away, but how are you finding life there now? I very much enjoyed the enforced lockdown yeah. of Australia. Yeah, when I was told that I couldn't work. Yeah. I think that's the first time since I started doing comedy professionally was like 2006 where I was like, I don't have to go out and gig. Yeah, I don't travel. have to like travel. I don't have to do any of this stuff. 
and I was just in the flat, like mm. a lot, listening to jazz. So you do you don't even smoke it. I can't imagine. Try and listen to all jazz. <laughs> all the jazz. I'll, I'll complete jazz. I'll start on trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Work my way to a bassoon. Um, you enjoyed the time off because you well you started gigging very young. Yeah, you I was were, I was um eighteen when wow. I first did a gig. The first time I came to Edinburgh actually was twenty years ago, two thousand and two. I was in the mm. So You Think You're Funny. Oh, cool. they call it like a semi final, but you know when there are like ten of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like a heat. Yeah, I, I was final. in a heat. I would say, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that was two thousand and two. So I was like eighteen. I think I was in the. F- I was first year of university. Were you the youngest act in the competition? In, yeah, then. Um, I'm trying to think who else was there. Rod Gilbert. That's why I met Rod Gilbert. Mm. He, he was there. Um, Matt Ford. He was in my heat yeah. as well. Um, there was a guy called Ian Sainsbury, who I don't think oh does no. stand up anymore. But yeah, he, he, was, doing he was like a musical... Uh <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We'll get an interview there, Lloyd. <laughs> He was like a musical comic, and yeah. I remember he had a joke where he said he would like play the keyboard and stuff. Yeah. And um, he said, um, "And now uh, the wonderful sound of the pan pipes." And yeah. he produced some pan pipes and then just broke them in half. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> do you miss? Do you miss that? Because like I would say, when I started, there were a lot more nutters on the circuit. Yeah, I used to love them. When yeah, you, and when you could just see, and, uh, and you were doing a gong show, which if you don't know. Basically, when you get up, you've got to try and survive five minutes and the audience can gong you off if they don't like you. Or, or um, and when you would see someone go up with a bag, that's always <laughs> the best start. You go, he's got a fucking carrier bag. No, I'm not going to have a twitter go. I think my first five years in comedy, I had a bag. <laughs> my uh, comedy was dreadful at first. But as soon as he had a carrier bag, you're like, yes. And, and if they're like... <laughs> it's a bag act. Yeah, it's a bag act. <laughs> Come on, everyone. Oh, he, he's definitely a divorcee. Fort, <laughs> late 40s, early 50s dishevelled here we go sit back no and no one would gong them off either if they're really insane <laughs> but they were great what was the uh, i mean you don't have to say the names what have you seen has there been any acts any one-offs that you particularly remember watching and i used to perform with a guy in london and his stage in him anyway was paolo ferrari <laughs> like him and he used to do a completely different thing every gig yeah and so Lots of times, stuff that he did didn't work, mm-hmm. and sometimes it would work. And I remember saying to him once, "Why didn't you do the bit that worked again?" Yeah, and he had no interest in it at all. He just yeah. wanted to do a different thing every time. And um, I was doing a gig. It, it was in the Camden Head in Islington. Yeah, and uh, the guy that ran it was called John Lane. And I was like emceeing the show, and John said to me. The final act on is Paolo Ferrari, right? And <laughs> so I was already angry because <laughs> when, whenever you gigged with him, he would he would always have some kind of weird specification or something. He would say, "Oh, I'm going to turn all the lights off," right. or you know, "I'm going to fire a, um, a, a a a blank gun," or "I'm going to do something." Sounds like me. <laughs> and this time, I was emceeing, and he said to me. When you introduce me, I'm not going to come up. I'm not going to come on stage. <laughs> so, and I was like, mate, I don't give a fuck anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. So I introduce him. Now, I didn't realise that this is what he, he was doing. He, Camden Head, the room was above a pub, right? Mm-hmm. He climbed out of a window at the back of the room, 
<laughs> and there's a ledge yeah. along the length of the room, right? He kind of walked along the ledge till he was next to a window that was like adjacent to the front row. So I kind of introduce him, right? There's a woman sat next to the window that's like looking at the stage. Mm. He goes, boo! Like that, right? <laughs> Outside the window, up against the window. And he like frightens the woman, but he at the same time loses his footing oh and knocks the window completely through onto this woman. Oh my God. So I reckon it's like a six foot tall pane glass <laughs> that lands on her head. Oh my God. And he's just in the uh, empty... <laughs> I mean, before we before I laughed too much, the woman was okay. Yeah, Thank he, God. He's, just mean, in, he, he's just in an empty frame, and he kind of like claps his hands together, and he goes, "That's it," like that. Like. <laughs> wow, the, where'd you go from there, really? The crowd are like laughing, and it's like insane. And like I'm at the back of the room, and um, John Lane comes up to me and goes, "You're gonna have to go on now and do ten minutes because he hasn't done anything." And I was like, "Mate, he just knocked a fucking pane of glass on a woman's head. Like, that—that's not the priority right now." Yeah. So I had to go back on, and basically, this woman went into shock. So she was <laughs> like, "Did anyone take the window off her at this point?" Yeah, people—people are, <laughs> people are still like laughing, and she kind of put her hand up and was like, "I've just had like a pain." And so basically, the end of the gig was me. Checking her for like cuts, <laughs> and like sweeping. Did anyone like think she was a plant in the audience? No, no. The though? audience were just like not just so they, thrown they were just by amazed the whole... by it. And yeah. then I remember the gig ended, and mm. there was a like a pot collector came up to like get the glasses, and he says to John, "Hey, what's happened here? There's a <laughs> window. <laughs> a window has gone through." And John Lane, just without sort of missing a beat, goes, oh, yeah, I went to talk to you, but that's really dangerous, actually. <laughs> um, there was, like, um, someone, like, put their glass down on the floor, like, stamped their, put their, like, moved their chair awkwardly, and, like, the window fell through, and it's, like, le- really dangerous. <laughs> and the pot collector just looked at him and went, well, how come all the glass is on the inside? Then? <laughs> <laughs> and I just went, good night, and just left. Yeah. Like, Paolo would do stuff. That's like such a simple, uh, like, Jonathan Creek. Wait a minute, the glass is on the inside. Paolo would do stuff like he, you know, he would get introduced and then he would be at the back of the room and he would start taking his shoes off and sort of throwing them at the stage and being like, I hate this guy, I hate him. <laughs> and then would slowly, like, walk to the microphone. And, like, I kind of admired it in that, like, yeah. he never, he was never interested in, in repeating himself at all. That is, it's fascinating. He just had a kind of idea, and a lot of the time the ideas didn't work. Yeah. But he had ideas, and he just wanted to do them every time. That's fascinating. I yeah, I, I, you do admire that. I mean, I think I've I, I've tried to do things. I used to when I do open spots when I was starting out, I was like, I've got no ideas, and I used to, just, and then it got to a point where I went, he sounds like he'd have an idea and go, I want to do this, whereas I would turn up and then go, oh well. What's all this at the back? Oh, is anyone using this Hoover? <laughs> Come on, going, oh, Hoovering. And it was like, he got such a pathetic level. I went, I think I need to just write some stuff now. Is anyone using this, uh, is anyone using this bin? I'll put it on my head. I'm bin man. <laughs> so it really got weak towards it, especially if I was doing the gig a lot. <laughs> like, I've, used, I've used this bicycle wheel last week. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Yeah, I don't know if it's because it's looked more as a career now or if it's that... People have an outlet. Like, back then, that was the only way that, say, Paolo Ferrari could get his kicks, really, wasn't it? He could 
now you'd imagine he'd be on TikTok. Oh, yeah. You know, screaming in his kitchen or something. But <laughs> back then, he was unleashed. It's probably safer if he was around now, to be honest. <laughs> so what? So you start, that was your... Was uh, So you think you're funny, Heat. Was that in your first year of comedy? Yeah, that was... Yeah. I, I, I wasn't... Basically, I was in university, and I... In my freshest week of university, I saw a stand-up gig. They put on a, a stand-up gig, and it was... Um, Chris Addison and Francisca Martinez. I kind of saw that and I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. Like, this is great. I did, I reckon before that, so you think you're funny, Heat, I must have done 10 gigs, kind of at the university. I, and how did that feel, that first gig? Do you remember? Was it... Uh... I remember um, it was absolutely rammed with people. Yeah. And I remember being kind of quietly confident. Yeah. And... Um, Andy White, the comic, was oh there. Yeah, yeah, Andy, I can't remember if he was emceeing or if he was just there. And he was, I was on in the second half, and in the interval, he was chatting to someone else in the toilet, I think. And he said, Oh, no one's had any like good opening line yet. And I was like, Yeah, I've got one. Yeah, and he yeah, was like, yeah. Who are you? And I was like, Yeah, wait and see. Yeah. And I can't remember what it was, but like, it kind of. Pressure's on for that first line <laughs> after that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right, dickheads! <laughs> <laughs> I had like a good enough I guess I had a good enough gig that I got through to Edinburgh yeah I um, remember I didn't <laughs> I didn't I, I remember I found an old draft I kept luckily you know when you've drafted an email thank god I drafted it and it was a reply to I won't say who but who ran the person who was on so you think but I was like I went, why didn't I get through? They went, oh, we just didn't feel it was this. And I went, oh, you didn't hear it. <laughs> I said, well, maybe I don't think your competition's that fucking good. <laughs> I went, put that in drafts. And luckily, I went, oh, well done. Well done, Phil. You didn't send that one. But yeah, so, so you got through to the heat in Edinburgh. Did you did you uh, get through that heat as well? No, so I I had a good gig and Rod Gilbert won the heat. That's and, a uh, good person to get. I mean, that's, that's when you look back and go, Oh yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, because have you ever? I've, I've done it before. And I go, come on! But when you go, oh yeah, Rob. No, he, he I think he like smashed first. it at the end. And he was also so, he was like early thirties and had mm. like a job in um, like marketing or whatever. And there were people in the heats that had done you know fifty, hundred gigs or whatever. Yeah. I think I'd done eight or nine. <laughs> like I didn't know what I was doing really. I just I was just like I'm, mm. I'm going up to Edinburgh. I've ended this competition and. I'm in the, you know, a semi-final or a heat or whatever, like an Edinburgh heat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but did you? Because um, I found did you when you when you started, did you find it hard to get many gigs under your belt? Because I really struggled. I remember meeting a guy once in my second year. I think I'd done twelve, and then I met this guy. He went, oh, I've done fifty so far. And we were in like June. I went fifty. I don't understand how that's possible. Because I used to work in a factory shift, <laughs> and I didn't have this is pathetic. I didn't have the internet, so I have to go to the library. But I didn't know how you even got. I didn't understand the circuit at all. I didn't know. Yeah. So I would just ring up theatres. I'd get a what's on. So I'd got my first ever gig. I go, oh, Jimmy Carr's on it in Birmingham. I go, hi, uh, can I come and do a gig? And they go, no. <laughs> I go, oh, thanks, bye. And then eventually, I just found one in like Stourbridge, and it was this guy, and they went. Uh, no, we don't. Um, you can't do. A, no, you can't just come and do a gig, right? But uh, we do have a comedy course. And I was like, I don't want a fucking comedy course. You, remember, you do that, you get an open spot, which I didn't understand. Yeah. But did you? How? So when you saw the gig, and you went, oh, I want to do this. What was your next step? Because I would have been quite. Or did you go and chat to the people running the gig, or? I, I remember. I would do lots of gigs in university, so there were like open mic nights and stuff. With, yeah. And they weren't just comedy gigs; they were like poetry and you know dramatic monologues and fucking music and stuff oh, yeah, and it was yeah. like 
oh, well, this guy says he's a comedian, so like he'll do like 10 minutes of stand-up. And then um, I remember Rod basically said to me in Edinburgh, mm. you know, um, I'm going to go up to Edinburgh next year and, and do like a show and stuff, and if you want to come up and fly you for it or whatever, oh, really? y- you, you can do that. So um, that that was my kind of in, basically. Um, that's where I met Simon Amstel for the first time. Oh, right. Yeah. So he was he was doing that as well, and I was flyering for both of those shows and just trying to do open spots in Edinburgh. And I remember, like, flyering with him, and, like, young girls kept coming up to him and, like, getting photographs with him and talking to him and stuff, and they were, like, really excited. And I was like, who's this guy? And right. he was on TV. He was on, he was doing pop, pop, pop world. world. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't like know who he was, and that's how I kind of became friends with him because I was just like, oh, he's he was great. He was yeah, a great yeah. stand-up. Um, I, I didn't know he did stand-up until afterwards, but I used to love him on that. He was yeah. he was really um. Fa- there was so many like funny acts and, and weird acts as well. There was yeah. I can't remember her proper name, but there was a woman called Nina the Cleaner right. uh, that was a character of like a kind of Eastern European cleaner, and she like she would come on with her like mop and stuff, yeah. and it was like it was a revolving lineup like every night. I used to go and watch that a yeah. lot, you know, and that's where I like met like Are you um, sure it wasn't just the cleaner <laughs> the show was over it's going that weirdo was sat in the back again with a bottle of cider here she is <laughs> I, I love this bit when she does the U-Men puts bleach in the toilet um, that's where I met like Mickey D you know he used to run oh Mickey D he used yeah. to run the fat caves and like all that the, you know yeah you ba- basically, I think something that you have when you're a new comedian which is like really annoying to, to maybe people that have been around for longer is you don't really have like any kind of shame yeah you're just trying to get gigs that's all you want to do is is get work but did you work as well then well you would have how you're at university i was did at you university work i wasn't you? i wasn't working yeah um and i was just just trying to gig um what did you study at uni I studied film and television. I, did, I got I I'm I got a third in media production <laughs> in Staffordshire, which I'd say on stage is um, apparently almost impossible. <laughs> like a, t- a friend of mine got a two-one for like what, talking about The Godfather. <laughs> Don't know how I got a third. Um, but, yeah. Basically, I came up to Edinburgh every summer for those years, mm. and then um, Rod said to me, "I've got like a cupboard." room in London mm. like it's tiny it's got like a single bed in it basically mm. um, and you could stay there and live there and be like an open micer mm. if you want and I won't charge you any rent until you start earning any money so I was like I'm moving to London yeah, and that, yeah. that's what I did I moved to London um, that was like 2005 I think yeah and it was just like on the open mic scene in London just I was I was on the dole um, like trying to get a job, and I don't know when mm. you when you go to the job center and they're like, "What kind of work are you looking for?" And I'm like, "I, I want to be a comedian." Yeah, and they're sort of like, "We haven't got Th- anything." Thanks for adding to the problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks so for I'm being here. Oh, another drain on society. <laughs> so the new show, uh, we should say really really say where where it's on. It's at PBH's Free Fringe at Legends. Yes, seventh to the eighteenth. But which we've already missed that. But it's on until the 18th, and it's on at 6.05 p.m. Yes. One of those weird times. They keep doing the five. Two. It's weird, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I'm having a very interesting time because um, 
without sort of mentioning any names, there's a person that's supposed to be on before me, I think because of like a family emergency or something, um, he's unable to be at the fringe. So this, the, the, the sort before me was free. Right. Which I thought, that's great. Like there's no one in the room and stuff, you know, I can get there early. And um, there's another comedian being put into the spot before me who is, I don't know how to describe them, but what they're doing is they've got an hour spot before me. They're turning up half an hour late for their spot every day. Yeah. And then they're bullying the early arrivers of my audience what? into coming up the stairs to, to watch them do 10 minutes. So... <laughs> their spot is supposed to end 10 to 6 and yesterday they went on stage at 5.46 that's when, when they first went on stage with like a handful of, of bewildered people from my crowd <laughs> I don't understand what's happening what are they doing well they're, they're saying to me oh, I just I, I just haven't I can't get an audience and I'm like well that's that's fine, but like, don't fucking nick mine then. But why are they doing ten minutes in I, a? I, I mean, there's there are so many questions. <laughs> are you sure that this person's even meant to be on the premises? They're, they they've been given the slot, and they, I don't know. I've tried to sort of reason with them and say, like, you're going on stage when you when you're supposed to be finishing the spot, and they they're saying to me, well, you start at five past six, and it's now like ten to six. So I've got 15 minutes, and I'm like, you haven't, because I've got to get the room you've got ready. To get in. You're supposed to be out, and you've just have a 20 minute. I've got to get my audience in. And this is insane. And they're like, well, really madly yesterday, because I'm doing like a free show, at the end, you know, you stand at the back with a bucket, mm. and if people want to put money in, they put money in, if they don't, sometimes people just want to come up to you and I've got talk people taking it whatever. This comic was there at the back with me and a couple came up and said to me, ah, oh, we've been really excited to see you and we, we, we went to see you in Australia and we couldn't see you in Australia because the show was sold out and we were in Edinburgh and so we've, we've come along tonight to see you and we just wanted to let you know. And the other comic said, hang on a minute, I just brought you upstairs. <laughs> and, and they were like, what? And, they, and the comic was like, I brought you up here, though. And they were like... Is it what I need to know with this person? This is insane. What are you, they were like, what are you talking about? Like, we came to see him. And they were like, yeah, but I did like 10 minutes beforehand. And I, like... Are you sure it's not Paolo Ferrari? <laughs> in character. <laughs> it could be coming back to haunt me, Ferrari. Um, that is insane. Yeah, so it's like... I don't know. It's very, very difficult. It's very, very difficult to reason with the person. Uh, is is the politest way I can describe them? Oh, mate, that is so funny. I mean, it sounds really stressful. It's objectively funny, though. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> because like, you're such a laid back person. And, like, well, you know, I've always found you really uh, easy to talk to. I just find it funny that there'd be this really intense psychopath every day and you're just going, but I don't know what, like, enjoying in a way, not, not enjoying, but just. I'd just be so amazed at this person continuing to behave in this fashion. The first time it happened, I had to heckle them off because <laughs> <laughs> because they they wouldn't get off the stage, and my crowd are 
my crowd are queuing up to get in the room and it's like I'm supposed to be starting in like five or ten minutes and like I had to basically say you have to get off the stage now and oh and, and the people in the room there's like ten people in the room that are my audience like that are like <laughs> what's happening <laughs> wait a you've got to warm up See, no the comic is telling them i'm doing this the 10 minutes support like and it's like oh i'm not, i'm look i'm gonna come and see this. <laughs> i can't not come and see this i'm so excited I, a, I was i'm I, amazed i was out the front of the venue and um this is the first night it happened i was at the front of the venue and i was kind of t- talking to this other person and paul mccaffrey t- was walking past and he goes, how are you doing? I said, I'll fucking tell you how I'm doing. And I told him the same story I've just uh-huh. told you. And he absolutely loved it. He yeah, was like, this yeah, is yeah. brilliant. And I was like, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. brilliant. It's like, brilliant, but it's it, not if you. If it wasn't happening to me, like, <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem. Yeah, I'm finding it so funny. It's really Comedians funny. Comedians are pricks, aren't they? Like, I remember once Ian Sterling going, I've paid for one post this year one post and then he showed me the picture and it was just him but it was just bins it was where the bins go out all the time <laughs> except for one day and of course my reaction was I pissed myself because you could just see his eyebrows and then I looked back at him and went of course that's not funny I'm sorry I went I'm sorry I just thought because <laughs> he went that's where the bins are six days a week so it's only on bin day that people can <laughs> see it's going to show up <laughs> I was doing a show with him once here it was a BBC show in the BBC tent that was oh, yeah, near yeah. Gilded Balloon thing and it was live on Radio 1 right mm. So there was, no, I don't think there was a delay or anything. And they sat us down in the kind of green room as like a porter cabin thing before the show. And they said, look, it's going out live on Radio 1. I can't remember the name of the DJs, but it was like part of their show. Mm-hmm. They're at the Edinburgh Fringe. Um, Sterling was hosting it. And they, were, they, they said, don't swear. Well, you can say shit or something, but yeah, like... Yeah. It's gone out live. It was like 8 p.m., 9 p.m. They finished this little speech, produced it, and left. And um, Sterling was emceeing. And I said to him, I wonder if they've told the crowd that. And he and he sort of laughed. And I went, no, I wonder if they've told the crowd. And he goes, ah, I'll be fine, right? And he walked on at the start of the show. <laughs> it was like a full <laughs> tent. And he go, uh, Sterling goes, I'm Scottish, but um, I live in London now. And a bloke in the crowd, as clear as a bell, just went... <laughs> and I was backstage going, this is brilliant. That is amazing. And he couldn't, he dealt with it really well, but he actually like was saying, like as he was dealing with it, like I can't, <laughs> I can't use can't. any of the words that I would normally use. I, I, I'd have gone, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear what? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. The, the fact the BBC didn't think, oh, maybe we should, t- oh, <laughs> just, we need to fill the tent. It's a massive tent in it. Get yeah. the three blokes off that bench and they'll be all right. Get rid of the front. Um, sorry, look, I know you've got, I've, I don't want to keep you waiting too long. I love, uh, it's been really good chatting to you. Uh, Thank you. It's, it's been, been fun. Yeah. It, um, the show is uh, Lloyd Langford Dilf. It's yes, called Dilf. Called Dilf. Um, and we all know what that stands for, don't we? It's a, it's basically an hour about um, being stuck in Australia and then um, making a baby. <laughs> That's the bit I'm going for. <laughs> he really graphically tells you about it. It's fucking oh, there's, horrible. There's footage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's footage. <laughs> but um, it starts at 18.05, but I cannot recommend enough going uh, just 15 minutes <laughs> earlier to check out <laughs> the sport. It will be hanging, yeah. There was a guy actually yesterday, because I, I, I arrived at a bar at like, you know, 25 minutes before I'm due on, and this guy came up to me, looked really scared, and he said, 
there's a person that keeps trying to get me to go upstairs <laughs> and they're telling me that they're your support act. And I was like, they are absolutely not. And he's like, okay, cool. Because I think they're crazy. And I was like, no, um, they are. They are. I know. Um, yeah, I want to come today. I might come today. <laughs> I just want to see him. I want to see I want to see how he does it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fascinated by it. I really am. I mean, I feel really bad for you. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but we wish you the best. Uh, are you enjoying the show so far? Are you enjoying the I'm in, I'm, in, I'm very much enjoying it. It's a show that I've, I, I did at Melbourne Comedy Festival and I did in Sydney and stuff. And then um, it's good to come back to the... Like, I haven't, I haven't been to the UK for like three or four years mm. and I haven't been to the Fringe for longer. I think last time I was here was like 2018, maybe? Mm. Yeah, four years. So... Um, it's good to be here and like, I mean, touch wood, the weather has been fucking great. Really, in fact, terribly too good for somebody who wears synthetic fibres <laughs> like me. <laughs> I swear like a bastard. I haven't day. worn a, a jacket yet. Yeah. Um, and I've I've been here since Thursday. So I'm sure like it won't last, but like... Oh, no. no. There's a, it, it feels like a nice vibe. Yeah, it has. It's got a nice... I'm enjoying it. Like, I'm terrible numbers, but I'm having a lovely time. I mean, dreadful. I mean, in fact, you should tell your lad to come to this <laughs> before mine because it only take me two minutes to get my people in. <laughs> <If> that, <laughs> uh, Lloyd, thanks so much for joining. Uh, I was always say joining us. It's only me. It's you. <laughs> thanks for joining me. It was a pleasure. Cool, and I'll see you as I'm leaving the show before you. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be scuttling out as you're, you're trying to get. Your, you're going to do your ten minutes. I'll like. do my ten. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever reveal that would be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Phil, I've Johnny come on to tell you, please. Please <laughs> stop coming up. Excellent. Thanks, Lois. Thanks so much for listening. Do tune in tomorrow for two amazing new guests. Uh, add us on all the socials at Fringe Binge Pod. Uh, like and subscribe, share and all that, and come to my show for the love of God. Bye.